Hello to you all, it's Molly here. Welcome to this week's episode of In Fairness Inquire, Roscommon Artists, a special series of our podcast which is dedicated to interviewing astounding creative artists that are based here at home in Roscommon. In these interviews, we're going to be talking to actors, theatre makers, drama facilitators, comedians, writers, directors, poets, producers, a dancer and a weaver. We're going to be discussing how they started in their profession, obstacles they have faced along the way, how they've been impacted by the pandemic, the importance of creativity in their lives, their influences, how they stay motivated to keep creating, and most importantly, how you, the listener, can support their work. We want to make audiences all around the world aware of the constant stream of Roscommon-based creative work. And we also hope this series might encourage some of you to support local art, recognise its necessity and maybe even pursue some creative endeavours of your own. This series comes to you thanks to the generous support of Roscommon County Council, who have kindly commissioned this series and endorsed us with the necessary equipment and software to record the interviews safely and remotely during the summer of 2021. This week, we will be hearing from Catherine Sheridan. Catherine is a longtime inspiration and good friend to both of us, as those of you who have listened to our podcast will know. Catherine is a drama facilitator, artistic director of Roscommon County Youth Theatre, lecturer, an arts coordinator in schools, a playwright and a master crocheter, to name but a few roles she plays in her career of creativity and discovery. Catherine's journey began in her hometown in Boyle, where her fascination with storybook characters took her first to the amateur drama scene. Here she met Frank O'Mahony, who pointed her towards the National Association for Youth Drama, now known as Youth Theatre Ireland, who subsequently guided her towards Dublin Youth Theatre, where she began training and performing. Catherine trained in the Moscow Art Centre in Russia, and in New York studying Anne Bogart's methods of viewpoints, she brought her wealth of knowledge back to Roscommon and set up its first and only youth theatre in 1999, backed with the support and encouragement of Eilish Mullen and Philip Delamere, the arts officer at that time. Roscommon County Youth Theatre was born from there. Catherine witnessed the transformations and blossomings of many young participants who went through her training. She even asked us to recall our first day at Youth Theatre and we reminisced on the last production the three of us worked together on. If I was in the GPO, we would have won. This production, written and directed by Catherine, is particularly close to her heart and I'd like to take this opportunity actually to say thank you to Catherine for really generously sharing with us her raw and personal inspirations that made that play which in turn made us. Roscommon County Youth Theatre despite lockdowns persevered through the versatile world of Zoom. Members completed their terms and took part in the National Festival of Youth Theatres and an exciting summer programme including workshops in screenwriting with none other than Chris O'Dowd all thanks to Catherine's quick adaptability a skill you're going to hear a lot about in this interview. When it comes to facilitation, Catherine believes in giving ownership to the participants and creating dramatic work through collaborative devising that involves the whole group and is simply guided by the facilitator. The participants, be they youth theatre members, school students or teachers in training, are in control of where the session goes. It could be breaking the ice with a new group or developing and researching the world of a play. In her writing, facilitation or devising process, she emphasises in seeking new perspectives and making the likes of a simple fairy tale into a complex and fascinating dramatic snapshot of the modern world that her participants are experiencing every day. Catherine works regularly in schools as a freelance drama and educator facilitator or as an arts coordinator, working with teachers to help students flourish in their creative endeavours in the classroom. Through drama techniques, Catherine helps these young artists learn and discover more about the world around them, from history and climate change to personal issues like bullying or moving school. She's currently writing a book about working with young people through drama based on her many years of experience in youth theatres and in schools. In this interview, Catherine speaks really beautifully about where she finds inspiration and motivation in the people she works with and the world she sees around her. 
She emphasises the importance of taking healthy breaks from work and finding creative outlets that are completely unrelated from your main line of work. You're in for a really refreshing, inspiring and poignant conversation with the most unstoppable drama worker in Ireland, Roscommon's own Catherine Sheridan. We'll chat to you at the end for a few more updates, but for now, enjoy and thank you. Welcome to In Fairness. Today we are joined by the wonderful Catherine Sheridan. How are things, Catherine? Hi, girls. Lovely to lovely to be with you today. Thank you so much for having me on. Not Thank at you all. How's all Yay. in Galway? All is good. It's bright. It's sunny. It's a Saturday morning, so I'm uh, I'm very happy. <laughs> <laughs> You've had a long week of work, yeah. Oh, another long week, yeah. But sure, it's it's all good. It's a good complaint. Yes, exactly. Well, we'll be talking all about your work today. So I suppose we'll kick things off, Catherine, by asking you, where and how did it all begin? We all know that you're from Boyle in Roscommon. What gave you the, what started the fire in your belly for the dramatic arts, arts and working where you're working now? It's something I've always, it's something I've always aspired to do and wanted to do. I just, it's just where I felt comfortable, where I felt I was me if that makes sense. It just felt, it just clicked, it just connected. Um, you know, the first, the first exposure I had to, to theatre, to plays, to even to stories, to reading stories. I just, I could just visualise stories in my head um, and, and see them from reading. Like I used to love reading Enid Blyton books when I was a kid and I loved the imagination and the creativity of it. And I used to just visualise all the characters going on these quests and journeys. And it was just, it just really, I just really felt it in me and it was lovely. And then even I remember in primary school, uh, like a traveling theatre company came to the school. I think it was Lovers, Brian Freed's Lovers. Um, and I remember just being blown away seeing it. So it just, it just all connected up the dots, the dots together. And any chance you had to do anything remotely drama related in school, which wasn't a lot going back when I was a young one. Uh, it, it just resonated with me and uh, and I just really wanted it to be part of my life. So I'm I'm very fortunate and very grateful for all the opportunities I had. Um and uh, yeah and, and I suppose I'm kind of grateful to myself as well for kind of sticking with it and being staying committed to it and driving myself forward. It's not easy. You're the most hardworking woman we know. Like whenever I think of somebody that just works all day, all night, it's Catherine. I'm just like, yep, yeah, that's that's a woman who never takes five minutes because we'd be on the phone the odd time. And you're like, geez, I haven't had a cup of tea today. <laughs> I'm like, I know. <laughs> yeah, oh, the, the kettle gets boiled, but the tea never gets drank. That's what that's happens. It, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Put that on a T-shirt. Um, <laughs> so that was that was your experience of drama and storytelling in primary school. And that's when that's when the, the fire was lit, I suppose. And then. Where did you go from there when it came to picking your your course on the CAO, when it came to making a career out of what you do? How did that happen? Uh, well, I am, I suppose the first, the first kind of, I suppose if I start kind of going right back, I did, um, I did like we did like a summer, there was a summer school uh, program we did down to home with the local uh, music teacher, Caroline Wayne, and the local kind of amateur dramatic a uh, uh, organizer Frank O'Mahony and they were brilliant and they were really encouraging and supportive and they actually put me in touch with the National Association for Youth Drama <laughs> way <laughs> back in the day but uh, they also told me about Frank also told me about Stagewise in Gormanstown and now that's going back before you guys were even born and that was a <laughs> residential uh, summer school basically in drama and it was a week away it was up in Gormanstown and it was the first, for my first time away from home, number one, uh, away for a week and away for being immersed in theatre. And I had, oh. I had Jim Cullerton, I had Chrissy Poulter. Um, yes, Chrissy uh, lectured me in college. I love Chrissy. <clears throat> yeah, lo- lo- amazing, amazing heads. I'm trying to remember the, the other guys, um, Dave Frieda and Joe Donoghue. Um, oh God, there's another lad's name. And crucify me for not remembering it but I apologize now but it's not going to come to me uh, and it was just it was just so inspiring Chrissy Poulter was so inspiring and uh, and is to this day and you know being old colleagues now and everything and it's just it's wonderful and and Jim is flying with fish amble and you know and has been all this so it's so inspiring to have been in awe of these people and then you know be able to kind of refer to them as colleagues and stuff you know down the track so there was that and then <clears throat> 
and then I uh, I finished school and still that fire was was like a, a volcano inside me by that stage it was just all I really wanted and uh, yeah I got in touch with Youth Theatre Ireland they appointed me to Dublin Youth Theatre and um, I'd always aspired to uh, study in drama and uh, Irish in Trinity TR001 uh, and I auditioned for it and I got offered a place and I, I was just blown away and then the points went up and I oh. lost out by like five points so it absolutely yeah, the points are so steep for it like yeah. Mm. yeah I was gutted I was absolutely gutted they hadn't gone up at all they went up 30 points so I lost out by like five points or something oh my goodness so me I was heartbroken absolutely heartbroken so uh, I decided well Dublin was the place to be either way and went and I contacted DYT and I got in touch with them and I auditioned and I got in and it was brilliant and did a ton of work with them and had you know shows on all over Dublin in lots of venues and uh, branched out and then went and uh, trained in, in Liverpool and Hope Street and went on and trained in Russia in, in Moscow Arts Theatre and Stanislavski wow. and uh, trained then in different times in the UK went back uh, did a did a degree at, at, uh, what did I do God what was it a diploma I think in Jesus, minute, yeah, in drama theatre performance, did a master's in UCD, trained in New York in Viewpoints and Bogart, so it's kind of taken me all around the world and back again, um, and that's kind of progressively true, but I'm a real firm believer in uh, the day you start learning is the day you should throw in the towel, so I'm, I'm constantly... Uh, you know, on the hunt for like good, like really good, substantial, meaty quality training, um, because mm -hmm. it's time is so valuable and uh, and good training is hard to find sometimes, um. So so the likes of really challenging stuff that's going to give me something is is the kind of things I look out for. Yeah, and you certainly gave that to us when we were in new theatre. Yeah, <laughs> I love no pain, no pain, no gain. <laughs> <laughs> I loved that. You, yeah, I'm you, only you set us up. It's it's all good fun. <laughs> no, <laughs> really? no, you sitters fine. Nobody nobody gets hurt. It's great. <laughs> ah, yeah. But you have to go. You have to go through challenges to get where you are now, especially in in the world of drama. It's not. If it was easy, yeah. everyone would be doing it, as a lot of people yeah, say. That's it. And I like that. You know, any 18 year old who misses out on their dream course by five points, you know, it's so easy to see something like that as a message. You know, this is not what I'm meant to be doing. I'll pick something else. But you persevered and um, just something that came out of that that I'd like to I'd like to um, ask you about, Catherine, is that you named a lot of names there and you are someone who is so connected. You're a part of this network of drama workers and creatives in theatre in Ireland and you know everyone and everyone knows you. And how how important is staying connected to people to you? massive massive uh, that's a very flattering uh, comment thank you very much <laughs> it's true, it's true. I, everyone I knows you though <laughs> oh, like oh Catherine you. oh I know Catherine I worked with Catherine you're like yeah me too <laughs> yeah I, 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 I get around I suppose in, in, in terms of uh, theatre <laughs> and drama and arts education I suppose um, I know I suppose it's because I, I, I do work hard and I love what I do but um, staying connected is massive and obviously you're not going to bring a damper on this but obviously the last you know 15 months has been a challenge as we all know but mm -hmm. um but you know like as you get older you're going to be faced with all sorts of challenges and <clears throat> life gets in the way and family gets in the way and things like that and and the one thing i've learned is you adapt and you 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 change and your 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 interests change and your drive and your 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 kind of commitment changes as well as things and, and what you're happy with and what you strive for and that that all changes and grows so being connected even if it's remotely even if it's a phone call every couple of months or, or a text or an email uh you know it's so long I was only saying to myself actually I think yesterday in my head I haven't <laughs> been in Dublin it actually came out I was looking for headshots and a and a and a guy I worked with in film a while back uh, recommended someone and said when you're next up in Dublin for work and I was just kind of going Jesus I haven't actually done any work in Dublin since before the pandemic yeah and I haven't the kind of you know physically connected with any of any of my uh, mates or you know the people who work in the arts in Dublin in in longer than that and that's like 
that's crazy because you do you, as a freelancer you you were on your own so much um and it 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 can you can get a burnout uh, so when you have people to bounce off when you're working on i love working with people um obviously it doesn't happen as much now especially with covid but i absolutely love working with people i love collaborating because uh, two heads or ten heads are always better than one so you find ways to kind of adapt and and you know there's lots of nice kind of projects going on uh, where i am collaborating with people across like lots of different kind of platforms now and it's uh, it's great and it's and it's engaging and it, and it keeps you motivated and keeps you going and, and uh, when you're, you hit a wall it just kind of you find a way to get over it and even just chatting through things and bouncing off people uh, you know the more things there is in the pot the more flavor you're going to get out of something yeah oh, oh cooking tips as well I'm delighted <laughs> <laughs> I do love yeah. to cook actually great <laughs> um, Catherine would you say the pandemic has been the biggest challenge to your career so far or has there been some other big obstacle that you have to work through and how has it bettered you as an artist well as I said like you you know as as you grow you and you and develop your craft it changes you know and and you you always have to adapt um you know what you do and I find that uh, you know I'm, I'm very fortunate in in what I do and and everything you do leads to something else you're constantly adapting and changing you're changing with the times you're changing with technology you're changing with um i suppose where you're at you know in terms of your profession as well and where you want to be and in terms of the kind of type of work you do and you know and there's a lot there's a huge amount of different things i do you know like a tree and there's like just so many different branches of it and that's and that's wonderful and that makes you um i suppose more 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 been you know more i can't think of the words yeah it's, it's too early diverse or like adaptability and that kind of yeah all, all those and, and i suppose you know you, you're the word isn't going to come to me i'm just going to stop wrecking my own head trying to think of it <laughs> <laughs> um but but all of those things really really help mm. oh totally I mean? yeah um catherine who inspires you oh and don't say us <laughs> <laughs> you inspire us though so it's all a big circle of life ah thank you um oh my god there's 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 things and people inspire me and uh, and literally uh architecture is one architecture is space and that got that stems back to Anne bogart and viewpoints because yep. uh, it's all about time and space so th those things like just literally looking out my window now and just seeing all these different shapes and space seeing bodies in space uh, art inspires me music inspires me um things that people say and and physicalities of people all those things inspire me um but uh everybody i work with inspires me because every day i get to work and i get to to see how my work impacts on other people and and it's it's a beautiful thing it's a real privilege it's a real honor um, and to be able to to see like even a small transformation in someone is is beautiful and that's not what I aspire to do but it does happen um, and it's beautiful but just seeing when when little things connect there's just such a magic in that but there's 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 tons of people that inspire me um, and there's so many people's work you know that I love I absolutely love the work of Druid Theatre Company in Galway I think uh, Gary Hines is amazing and and the whole ensemble of actors I couldn't you know just, you know take one out there i think they're all amazing um so 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 many people and um, if i look back here on my on my bookshelf uh, like there's all these amazing practitioners who i what? i thought that was wallpaper <laughs> <laughs> who i who i absolutely love and a lot of them have had the, the pleasure to work with um joe like in in the fields of drama education uh jonathan Nealands is, is is a huge huge um man that i uh whose work i love and um i've always loved you know different playwrights as well so there's, there's a huge variety they're all they're all probably theater related um and if i go to that i just idolize the likes of bruce springsteen in terms of um, oh yes yeah because uh, music is such a big thing and i've seen him play live a few times but but wow. just the way he the way he writes songs and just his whole mindset i think is just a really a really beautiful thing but um but there's everyday people, everyday people inspire me, people who, you know, juggle 20 things, people who go out and 
go for a run in the rain and um, you know my son um but uh there's there's lots of things and 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 uh yeah, there's 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 something to be inspired by or with i think every day whether it's a big thing or a small minute thing and it doesn't have to be a big thing but that is enough i think to to drive you on the the extraordinary and the ordinary yeah exactly that's a much Beautiful. better way of putting yeah. it <laughs> That's my job. I sum things up. Um, that brings us nicely onto youth theatre because you talked there about seeing small changes in people and seeing how your work inspires people to go on and do things. Like me and Misha both came from Roscommon County Youth Theatre and we definitely Ooh. wouldn't be doing this podcast if it wasn't oh, no. for Roscommon County Youth Theatre because we one, we wouldn't have met. Two, yeah, we wouldn't we have wouldn't been in arts. Yeah. Yeah. Two, we wouldn't have this shared passion for the arts that we talk about a lot on the podcast. And yeah, that y- you are one of the many reasons why we are here, but a very important reason. So how did Roscommon County Youth Theatre come about? Oh, thank you, girls. That's that's lovely to hear. <laughs> um, I When I joined up in youth theatre, I never knew before that I never knew youth theatre even existed. So Dublin Youth Theatre just blew my mind and the and the amount of super talented people uh, who are involved in all aspects of the arts uh, all over the world now who came from Dublin Youth Theatre, you know, are brilliant. So it's been it's been brilliant to be a part of that journey. But when I was there, I was kind of going, this is something that should be in every county. This is something mm-hmm. that should be in, in County Roscommon and having kind of come to Dublin Youth Theatre from Youth Theatre Ireland when the late Alice Mullen was at the helm as well. Um, another amazing inspiration, uh, you know, with just, you know, sitting and chatting to her and talking about, you know, the possibilities of, you know, how could this happen, you know, down down in the sticks, you know, was uh, was something that uh, she made me believe that it is possible. So I, I just went for it. I just went for it. It's like, I need to make this happen. And I... Uh, start banging on doors and uh, there wasn't people behind the doors at the time but I kept banging and eventually uh, somebody was put, put put behind a chair and that was uh, Philip Delamere who is currently the Arts Officer for Leitrim County Council. He was the Arts Officer for Scotland County Council um, but this is about a year into me looking at trying to set up a youth theatre in Scotland and uh, and he believed in me and he believed in my vision and he, he backed me and he supported me and he encouraged me and he uh, he stood alongside with me and he helped me uh, get it set up and he uh, he's a, he's another inspiration and, and, a, and a and a really good friend and uh, it was an honor to kind of work alongside him and he helped me set up youth theater in Scotland in 1999 i think was our, our birth of, year our, yeah, yeah our, <laughs> our very initial jesus i feel old i was five when i set it up right girls <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so he's a uh, toddler you had a vision very he, promising he, five-year-old yeah he uh, helped me set up and we began our our humble beginnings were in the in the hall in the secondary school the convent mercy thank you very much our very first workshops were held there and uh the gang uh, dave kelly came down from from uh, youth theater ireland another super super mate and inspiration as well uh to uh for the very first day uh doing the very first workshops and we had a plethora of people um, come, come through the doors and like Sir Claire Conlon who works like in the Arts Centre now she was one of my very first students in Roscommon County Youth Theatre wow um, yeah so it, like it's funny how it all kind of comes back um, full circle so and it's yeah it's going strong and we're what we're 2021 now and it's um, mm. still going strong so yeah <laughs> yeah it's an absolute hub now hub of creativity and loveliness mm. and yeah, you, you really created a, a gorgeous place. And I love what you said there about um, localising and like democratising drama and arts, especially for rural places. And I feel like that's a vision that Druid had as well. It's like, no, it doesn't always have to be in the cities. We need to make it more accessible for everyone living everywhere. It sounds mm. like that was that was definitely yeah. one and of I was there. I was living in Dublin for... I think for the first seven years of of Roscommon County Youth Theatre's existence, and I'd travel down <laughs> uh, on on a on a Sunday. We used to work on a Sunday, um, 
and facilitate the sessions and then travel back up like it was, you know, bananas. Do you know, I was yeah. in the car longer than I was facilitating on the Sundays, but I, I did it and I, you know, and I still, I still continue to travel, um, you know, to do it because I believe in it and I've seen the goodness, you're know, living proof of it that has come, <laughs> come out of it. Could I ask you guys a question? Yeah, yeah. go for it. Yeah. Why not? <laughs> <laughs> what was your, what was your very uh, first memory of youth theatre? Oh, I remember being thrown into improvisation and feeling terrified, confused and incredibly excited all at once. It was my first feeling of like, wow, anything can happen and literally everything is happening. <laughs> there are people around me thinking of stuff on the spot and just going with it. I've never, I've never been in an in an environment that facilitated people to act on instinct. So, so much. Does that make sense? Yeah. Do you know? Absolutely. Anything can happen is one of my daily models. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, I remember because I was started out in Leitrim Theatre that you were running as well and it was in the dock and that space is just a big scary black box so I remember walking into that big dark room and being terrified and I don't think I said that much on the first day I think I just kind of said hi I'm Misha and that was that and that was fine and I don't know if we were having this conversation a few years later because I was in the youth theatre for a few years I think around the time I was leaving or about to leave and do my leave insert and I remember seeing like some of the younger people coming in and they were as scared as I was in that first day. And now I was a lot more confident and I was going over and be like, hi, how's things? You're new. How are you? And I was like, oh, my God, the transformation. Like, yeah, exactly. It's mad. Yeah, I remember both your first days. It's something that always sticks with me. I, I remember everyone on the first day. And yeah. I think I think I, there's something something really lovely about that. Um, and I remember I remember them. I, I literally can see them. I can see you both in front of me being your younger selves I I could literally nearly tell you what you're wearing that day my husband used to always say <laughs> I have a really photographic memory uh, he, he'd always say he'd always say he'd say oh do you remember when we went to such and such an event or such and such an event I, and I go yeah and you were wearing this and I was wearing that <laughs> Yeah, yeah, but I'm the um, same sometimes, yeah. And and you can associate like memories by that. It's yeah, I don't know, I yeah. don't know what you call that, but there's a thing. But I remember, I remember both you guys. Style. Yeah, and you were, <laughs> and you were, and you were, you were like, you were like just, well, you were just in awe, and you just, yeah, and you were really, really quiet, eh, and and shy, yeah. Misha. Eh, and I remember, I remember kind of taking you under my wing, and because eh, I knew, I knew you had it in you, and eh, had to oh, you had me well minded. You had me <laughs> oh, well minded. You still do, absolutely. Yeah. Oh, thank you, <laughs> Catherine. What's one of your favorite memories of youth theatre? And obviously, you've you've loads because you've brought it's gone so many places and it's gone through so many shows, but. Let's say, was there a year in particular or was there a show in particular or a particular project that you did with the guys that has really stood out? Can you think of one in particular? Oh, my goodness. Um, that's a toughie. God, there's think been of so, a show, there's, maybe. There's been so many, there's so many different projects within the UT that we do that, you know, you could talk about have their own kind of qualities and strengths. Um, I think... If I have to, if I have to single out one, uh, I would have to say if I was in the GPO, we would have won. And, and yes, that's not just because <laughs> you're both involved in it. Yeah. Um, it's, uh, it's I, I. There's so many reasons. Um, that shows. Uh, I suppose. Uh, one 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 of my favorite moments and and a moment that I will always be proud of. Um, is because it was it was in celebration of the 1916 centenary, and I was commissioned to write a new play. Just honoured and privileged to do, and uh, I wrote. If I was in the GPO, we would have won. And I still uh, have the poster there behind me on the door, looking yeah, at me. I was, everything I was looking, looking at me. <laughs> I was look, looking for the DD. Well, my office is not complete yet, but it is in the attic. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but it will, it will be there when we get it finished. But um, that was a beautiful show to to work with and to to uh, get input from from all the members as well in terms of advising it, playing around with it. But it was a. Uh, it came at a really, a really ch difficult point in my life. I'd lost my mum only a couple of months before that, whose name was Lily. And uh, so mm. she was very much at the forefront of my mind when I thought of writing that play. And uh, and that was where, I suppose, the idea of that central character uh, oh, came Lily, from. Yeah. Lily, mm. yeah. So that was that was, that was was kind of where that came from. And I, and I really think she was a guiding hand in it. And my husband, uh, 
played a big role as well in 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 fleshing out a lot of that and writing some of it as well. Uh, which oh, really? he'd all, yeah, yeah. Uh, which wow. he'd always he'd always, uh, he'd always uh, talk about very fondly and very proudly of. But uh, but just seeing where it went and the momentum it had and the investment and support it had, uh, you know, from bringing around the country you know, selling out every night, but really seeing how uh, people responded to it in terms of kind of, you know, a piece of history and, it, you know, you know, been a piece of fiction, but a lot of factual information in it. So it really stood on the ground. It's really stood up to itself um, and people, you know, still talk about it. Um, and I know, I know both you guys and the entire cast, uh, you know, always talk about it as being, you know, you know, pinnacle part of their, their yeah. you know, acting, Kind of, kind of profession and you know time in youth theatre so um and it really wasn't a youth theatre production it was a professional production um and it was you know it was it was it was so much fun so much hard work but but really there was something from the very beginning even before the script was finished that it was just there was something that was going to make that a magic show and it it was magic it was um yeah, I'm really, really proud of it, and I'd love to see, I'd love to see it get revived or something like that. And yeah, we'll do a reunion. Come on, it'd be, you know, it'd be brilliant. Genie macaroni, yeah, and, and you know, like there was so much detail put into every element of it, from the live music to the costumes to the like the actual, you know, the proper, you know, real rifles, you know, decommissioned real rifles, uh, you know, that were used in the piece, and you know, and the set that was literally built. <laughs> you know by these hands and sourcing props and stuff that it was just it was so much fun um but it was such a big show um, and yeah. but it's such such an epic you know kind of piece of theater to have in a repertoire and Catherine would you talk us through a little bit about the story of uh, if I was in the GPO we would have won because it's a unique one and it's not something it's not a lens that is commonly used when talking about that era of Irish independence because it's extremely feminist it is yeah and I suppose you know the 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 whole idea that came said from I suppose the fact that my mum was so much in my mind as well mm. that I that I it could not be so the minute it start writing the, the with my mum in my head that was the first uh, and probably I probably not never told anyone that either. Uh, I definitely never told any of the cast. Thanks um, for sharing that with us, Catherine. Uh, you're welcome. Well, I'm, I'm able to talk about it now because it's been it's been a couple of years, so I miss her every day, still. Mm. But um, that's life. Um, but you, when you have a really strong idea, you just have to go with it and see where it can go, and and that was what I did. And I thought I thought I I did so much research and I went to lots of seminars and bought loads of books there they're there behind me as well and everything was looking at it from you know a, a male perspective looking at it from you know the the iconic uh, figures that are in all the history books and it's kind of going there's there's a lot more we can say about this and I don't want to rehash something that's been done a hundred times before that everyone is going to see that isn't new I want something that's going to make people look at it from a different perspective and that's something I do as a drama facilitator that's something I do as a theatre director all the time is that I I might take a story or might take a, a fairy tale or a, a novel and uh, and I'll flip it all upside down and shake it about and and look at it from a completely different angle and, and I find that's a really interesting way in to take something different because when I look at theatre you want to get something you want it when you go see theater you want to go away with something you want it to resonate you want it to impact and effect and affect you in in different ways and and you want it to stay with you and to resonate and you might you might hate it walking out the door you might love it walking out the door but i want it to provoke something in you mm -hmm. and i think that's a really important quality and straight away there's just something just kept chipping away with this story so we very much needed it to be an ensemble piece as well. It very much needed to be, um, you know, you know, factually, historically, kind of be correct, you know, to a point that where it could fit in with the world of that time, um, and but also bring bring honesty and legacy with it. So it was looking at well, where can this story go, and how can it be a story that is true for that could be true for the time, but also will be true and young people can give honor to it and um, so there were there were kind of the things that I looked at 
in terms of doing it and you know I'd, I'd have ideas on how I'd want things to look so I'd come in and I might have had like half of that you know scene wrote but I'd just come into you guys in the workshop space and I'd go okay let's play around with this and see I wanted to see how you'd respond to things that I wanted to try out like for example uh, you know I wanted a big Kaylee uh, I want the all to be playing tin whistles and we all had to learn how to play <laughs> oh, yeah. you, know, you know tin whistles you know a uh, you know i had to show you how to march we had to kind of do you know, rifle drills thanks to my days in the fca <laughs> so that you know stuck so there was you know so there was, there was bringing in lots of kind of different elements um from around the world and i needed really strong uh i needed really strong actors uh to be able to carry it off as well and, and i had them in in both yourselves and and, and all the cast were, you know, were amazing. And I wanted to be authentic. So I suppose there were the qualities, but then there had to be another story. So when we talk about story, we talk about having that main focal story, but we need to have these other little central stories going around it. And it had all that. So at the forefront mm. was this whole story of uh, 1916, Easter Rising, all that going on. We had all these other stories interconnected that slotted in. And that was really important to me as well. And that that we get to really see, you know, their lives and see what life was like for, for uh, women and for girls at the time, because they didn't, they didn't have opportunities. They didn't have, um, support. They were expected to, to be, you know, a uh, stay at home moms, you know, no education, you know, no prospects, just kind of go at it and, and take, take what's there. And that's it. And the man will go out and do the labor and you'll go home and you'll mind the chiselers. And that isn't a, uh, I, I'm anti all that as no, well. thank you. So, mm -hmm. Yeah, so uh, so um, you know, I very much believe in equal equality. Yeah. In, in you know across the board. So all of all of those things and things that are important to me and and I love history. So it, it just was. Yeah, it just all fitted. Yeah, it was the ultimate Catherine play. It was, yeah, it was, and it, and it brought in so many, and I love physical theatre, so it brought in so many elements of that. It brought in you know live music and and singing, so all of that all that had to be a part of it and, and action, live action and, you know, and a whole kind of, uh, you know, a, a musical score nearly of, of kind of, you know, emotions. Um, and, and we had all that as well and really high drama and then really deep, sorrowful, meaningful, quiet moments and moments where you're just like, can't breathe to know where's it going to go next and i think that was yeah. one of the lovely things that you didn't know you didn't know where this story was going to go you mm. expected it to go obviously in a certain direction because of the historical nature of it um but i think and i hope that it did allow you to go other places and see again as i said you know these other characters that we might not see their perspective on things so it was giving mm. them giving them a chance to be on a platform as well i suppose mm. Yeah, we, we took that play from Roscommon to Boyle to Dublin and there wasn't one person who saw it who wasn't floored by the whole experience. Um, I remember when we we came out and um, part of my role was dancing around the stage with Ruan, Molly's older brother. And I came out afterwards, said hello to my mum who saw the show and she was like, what was that? And I was like, what are you talking about, mum? She goes, who's that grown up man you were dancing around the stage with? Who was he? I was like, mummy, that's that's Molly's older brother. Like, it's grand. And she still talks about it this day. She's like, I didn't know what to do with 16 year old you dancing around the stage with a grown man. I was like, mummy, it's Ruan. It's grand. Like, <laughs> oh, was, he, was he 18, 19 or something? Yeah, it would, he's a few years older than us. Like, but I was just oh, so funny. <laughs> <laughs> still talks about it like... And that was her comment. That's hilarious. That, yeah, yeah. Two hours of a gut-wrenching, like, tearful, sad moment of Molly breaking everyone's hearts. And mum was like, what were you doing dancing around the stage with a grown man? I was like, it's Ruan. Grand. <laughs> Catherine, just with those techniques that you talked about with fleshing out the play, like bringing in to us as the cast either a piece of music or a small project that we'd work on for a workshop and then we'd somehow feed that into... into um into the play that's that's real drama facilitation and that's what you do you're a drama facilitator but i feel like a lot of people find it hard to wrap their heads around the difference between a drama facilitator and a drama teacher both completely valid and both i would say is what you do but what would be the difference hmm i i there's a, there's yeah because I, I would never refer to myself as a drama teacher because uh, f 
for me and i and i'm you know i'm not saying this is the the bible and the whole lot but for me being a drama teacher is you're it's more prescribed mm-hmm. you know and there's like a set we need to cover this this is how we're going to do it and we do it so that's your that's your curriculum right there we're going to do it and we're going to go chapter by chapter and then we're done and and i'm not saying it's that it's that because that sounds degrading or it's not saying it's like that at all but for me facilitating is is have as in the people that you're teaching they are they have it in them and it's getting it out of them so you're facilitating a way to bring all these things out of them you know you bring these ingredients and you steer them in different ways but it all comes from them so they, there's complete ownership from from them all the time and they, they get it they're embodying it um, and they're they're taking it from themselves and you're just you're just giving them these tools to pull these things out you know so and whether it's working on, on a story whether it's working on something factual whether it's fictional whether you're devising something and you're starting on a blank slate because like even if you start on a blank slate it isn't a blank slate so if i brought you into into the studio in in leecham or into the, the black into the studio in Roscommon, and we go in with nothing there's still so much there you know because we have bodies and we have space you know so without bringing in any external you know stimulus we have all of these things you know so when you put a body in space there's a story right there you know and then your job then is to look at what is interesting about this and where can we take this and the what if is something you know so the what if and the what next so you're taking all these things and i'm a huge believer in layering in layering things you know i like and even when it comes to directing i'm not that type of director who will ask you to go to this place and to you know to say like that I'll, I'll give you the freedom to play around with it and, and feel how it looks and then we'll start learning but we'll have done all of this other work in terms of um you know you know looking at developing characters or creating characters if we're, if we're devising or writing something um and and look at creating the worlds so before i ever work on on a production uh, i will do i could do six weeks eight weeks depending on or two weeks depending on how much time we have uh, on researching that world or that theme or that topic and um, that's so that when it comes to then working on a piece of script or devising a piece the cast are already knowledgeable of that world they've already got a sense of it so we're, we're jumping straight in and that's that's kind of a way i always really like to work so um the same with 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 facilitation uh, it starts with really kind of getting simple things like getting to know the group getting the group to have their voice heard getting them to feel comfortable in front of each other so it starts it out really low focus really looking at kind of things like you know focus observation concentration group dynamics teamwork listening skills uh, you know feeling the space being in space being present with other people so and lots of different tools and activities to do that and getting people comfortable and then bit by bit then kind of gradually kind of gently kind of you know nudging them forward and you know going to medium focus going to high focus going to small group dynamics going to individual groups then bring it all back and then kind of bringing in that what if and then building it as you go along and and then putting challenges out there and then you know layering it with different things and obviously depending on the type of project it is whether it's a straight drama project a theater project or a drama education project if you're going to go um, different places with it but there's there's so much um possibilities do you know and it, it always comes back to what if i think wow absolutely yeah wow <laughs> so just inspired to that now, I just <laughs> really want to get back into a room yeah, oh. i just want to make some theater Woo-hoo! yeah yeah i What's, love it what how have you applied all that work to an online space very well actually i need to commend myself on the back yes because at the start i was like i just i loaded the thoughts of having to do it and i stayed away from it for for a while and then i was like okay and i was like how on earth do i do this and then uh, i just started looking at at my own practice and i think my own practice is very unique because what i do the way i work in my style is is i think very unique to to a lot of other people's um, and uh, and I just thought well I just need to look at everything I do and look at how I can still do this which is adapted to an online space 
So I started looking at like how I break down activities and exercises and okay, we can't do it this way, but we could try it this way. So that's what I did. And uh, the more the more I've done it, um, the more I've learned and I've actually started to enjoy it. I do enjoy it. Um, I love mm-hmm. it. Um, I obviously don't love it on any level near the level I do been in, in a studio space. Um, I absolutely 100% love being in a studio, love being in a theatre. Put me there any day of the week and I'm the happiest woman in Ireland. <laughs> but uh, yeah, no, I've learned you can adapt and I've been, uh, I've done some really, really special projects over the last few months that uh, have literally worked uh, as though I am in the room. And But that isn't that isn't done alone, that's done um, in partnership with people. So like for education projects, um, in partnership with people you have in a classroom, in a school, or uh, be it kind of working like for example with youth theatre it's having uh, you know people are in a space where they can kind of gather things and put things together see so it play a different way but like likes of breakout rooms you can do so much more with it and there's so many different there's so many functions I suppose on the likes of Zoom where you can really play like even like all my lecture work was online this year and we <laughs> We had to uh, we had to devise like ensemble verbatim theatre pieces. Wow. Uh, th- yeah, my, my final year students had to do that this year as part of their assessment, and they did amazing. You know, and so I think there is a lot of gifts to come from um, having had to transfer online in the last fifteen months, and so much that I've learned, and so much that I'm going to take forward. You know, when we get to the other side as well. Mm, absolutely. Amazing. I suppose following on from, I suppose, adapting to this last year of having to do things online. Um, have you this is this is a question from a listener, actually, but I think it fits well with what we're talking about now. Have you ever struggled to stay creatively inspired? And if so, how did you pull how did you pull yourself out of it? So it is hard to stay inspired when, you know, like you're you're inspired by everyday things and like the power and beauty in the in the ordinary and you know people getting on day to day and having the strength to get out there and do what they do so if you have struggled to stay creatively inspired by the lack of being exposed to that kind of thing how did you how did you pull through what helped uh go for a run (laughs) (laughs) I go for a run uh, I, 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 I switch off like for example like when I'm when I'm writing a play the 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 idea might be in my head but if there's nothing coming I'm just going to leave it there and it'll come yeah. it'll come when it's ready kind of you know what I mean uh, in some ways sometimes you have to you have to give things I always talk about giving things time to land and I'm sure you've heard mm. me say that yes some things might take years to land you know because mm. it's not and I'm a, I'm a huge believer in time and and the time isn't right for, when the time time isn't right for something time isn't right for something so you can't force it if you do it's not going to be what it should be Um, like I'm I'm writing a, a, a drama book for the last two years for for uh, <coughs> for schools and uh, it's it's all here and it's it's in about 10 notebooks I have over there from projects mm. but uh, in terms of putting it together I haven't got near it and uh, I I want to do it um, some might say I'm too busy to do it uh, <laughs> yes <laughs> but uh, I would say that <laughs> <laughs> but uh, but uh, but uh, and I'm I'm not unmotivated to do it, but it's just, there's just something that's not happening right now. And I know if it was tapped right now, I'd be sitting doing it right now, you know, Mm -hmm. but I don't, and I'm saying, okay, I'll do it then, but it keeps getting pushed. um, And I suppose there's, there's probably a reason that, and I think it's to do with time. So when I'm uninspired, I kind of let things land. And sometimes you can be uninspired and you want to like, I want to create a new type of workshop or a, new team and just not nothing will come to you so sometimes I will just say pause let it land go for a run listen to some music go for a swim go cook something really nice and uh, you know just do something completely different don't leave mm. it because I think I think forcing something you're not going to stay true to it um, and you're not you're not giving it 
the the pinnacle it deserves a lot of the time i hope that answers your question yeah no that's lovely and i think that would help a lot of people who might feel guilt about not constantly producing stuff and constantly making stuff and constantly doing stuff um because i don't know me and misha talk about this a lot but we always feel a bit guilty if we're not always being amazing artists and putting things on yeah. and being involved in things and you know i don't know where this mentality comes from but it's like oh you always have to be working at it you always have to be doing something and if you have an idea just go with it don't think about it la, 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 la. you know it's all all noise and all craziness yeah but you can be creative in in different ways mm. so you can't you know and that was <clears throat> i suppose a, a couple of years back i you know I, I pulled back you know for personal reasons for for mm. uh, from everything uh, for a lot of things but i was i was being creative in other ways do you know so i uh, i learned how to crochet and i uh, wow. I, I yeah and uh, i crocheted uh, like blankets like the size of double beds and hats and you know all you know all sorts of things and i mm. you know I baked the bejesus out of myself and do you know different <laughs> things and you know so you know there's different there's different ways of being creative and 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 creativity is something that i i i talk about every day and i work as a creative associate with creative schools and and you know we're all creative in different ways and you know you can you everyone is an artist whether they believe it or not do you know and you could be an artist in so many different ways so i think just if something isn't working for you just just go look at something else there's so many ways to be creative and 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 always believing in yourself is is key to that and and not not putting the pressure on yourself because when you put the pressure on yourself the pressure will will lead to stress and there's a lovely quote that um i'm going to tell you was it the one you put on facebook last I night i did yeah yeah i, I wasn't that. on facebook what happened to tell me uh, it's a beautiful quote i hope i have it now still yeah here we go i knew i had it okay so working hard for something we don't care about is called stress but working hard for something we love is called passion wow isn't wow. it deadly? Gorgeous. Yeah. Love yeah. that. Um, so uh, that's that's another thing that I find really inspiring. I have a couple of uh, Patrick Lindsay books by my bed. Um, and I just open them every morning. I pull a quote from them every morning. And I, I think they're brilliant. Um, but nothing beats getting out in the in the fresh air. Uh, especially on a bit of a windy day. And going for a walk on the beach. Or dipping your toes in the ocean. Yeah. As well. And that'll that'll inspire something. <laughs> and Catherine, what kind of work do you do in schools with students? Um, so I do a lot of work in in drama education. I'm involved in I'm involved in a couple of different types of projects, but I also work as a freelance drama facilitator in school. So I would, for for I'd say twenty years from now at this stage, I'd be involved in artists artists in schools residencies. But I also work then in a project um, with the Department of Education called Teacher Artist Partnership which is where it's like an arts and residency project, except you're working in partnership with a teacher and you're you're working on a creative project together. Um, and usually we kind of, we plan a project together with a teacher and I'll be responsible for some element of it and the teacher will be involved, involved for some element of it and we'll bring those together. So like recent projects have included uh, ones on a, like the Egyptians, uh, looking at transitions from primary school to secondary school. Uh, Misha, help me out here. <laughs> we had a lovely one on the famine. The famine was a good one. Yes. Sheep. Yeah. We had sheep with uh, Francis Crow that we'll be talking to in a few yeah, years. The, the journey of wool. Uh, yeah. From, 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 yeah, sheep to, yeah, clothing. Um, the famine, uh, fair trade, climate change. So all sorts of kind of themes and topics, um, but also then I work as a creative associate with creative schools and that's a different type of a job. So I'm I'm like a, a consultant area in that role. And what we do is I work with all the schools and we explore where they're at with creativity, where they'd like to be creatively and uh, things they're doing creatively in school, things they're doing creatively outside of school and things they're not doing that like to be doing. And we try and we do uh, make ways to make those opportunities accessible for the students so it's very much about what the student wants to do as opposed to maybe what the school would like the student to do so if the school want to uh, the school might want a mural on the wall but the students might decide they want to set up a rock band we 
class. We'll set up a rock band. Uh, so they're they're really they're really lovely, lovely, lovely projects. Um, and and then I do a lot of them just private work myself, coming to schools and doing doing drama workshops that might just explore not just explore but explore acting techniques and drama strategies. Might look at you know themes of um self confidence, self esteem. Look at identity. Look at what it means to be me. Look at uh, you know bullying anti-bullying strategies to drama there's there's a whole plethora of different things but um books as well is a really lovely 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 thing i uh, did a huge amount of work recently on a uh, inspired by the book the boy in the girl's bathroom by lewis sacker um really it's an amazing amazing book i think everyone should read it um, and it really looks at what it's like to be to be on your own and be like nearly the victim or the person that's always excluded or left out because of that little bit different and, and what you do with it. Uh, the book Wonder is another one. So books are really brilliant places to work um, with with schools as well. Um, another amazing book I worked on with another school was Faces um, uh, by uh, Sefani. What's his first name? God, I can't remember. But it's an amazing book and it's 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 on the on one this school kind of curriculums look and it's where a boy who is like very cool kind of jack the lad lad and he was in an accident and it really just has life changing impact on him and just how he addresses that world and then what I do is I I, I don't kind of but I don't what I don't do is get them to reenact scenes from the book what I do is I flip the whole thing back and put it from a perspective of their point of view because in terms of drama and drama in schools uh, drama is about kind of knowledge and ideas and learning about kind of understanding it from your own perspective and stepping inside their shoes so that's very much kind of what I like to do and shake it all up and even looking at the likes of Jack and the Beanstalk from a point of view of empathy and like uh, that uh, the giant is like the victim as well and, and how do we kind of look at him so there's 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 a whole other way you know of, of working or like taking the likes of Humpty Dumpty but making it you know not you're not looking at Humpty Dumpty at all you're looking at the whole it's just, what is the analogy of that or recently I was working on fairy tales with another school but we looked at um, the three Billy Goats Gruff but looked at it that it, that was a modern fairy tale and it became Trump and the Mexican border Cinderella yes. became uh, Meghan Markle story do you know so it's taken all these yeah, like different things and really just shaking them up and flipping them outside down and seeing kind of what we can spit out of it. So it's it's really creative. Yeah, yeah making well, making things relevant to children, young people and the times that they're living through. Yeah, um, and giving them ownership. Exactly. Yeah, absolutely. Would you have any advice for young artists or people just coming out of college around 20 wanting to get into art and being like, what do I do? Just do it. <laughs> I would say, yeah, and and that sound that sounds uh, really really uh, easy, but it's not. And um, but I would say is if you sit at home waiting for something to happen, nothing is going to happen. Okay, you have a responsibility to yourself. You are responsible for yourself, and you need to make things happen. Um, and it's not going to happen overnight. You need to be patient. You need to take small steps. Don't be trying to be top shelf. You know year one week one year three you know build slowly build build a good foundation and uh, do it right take your time take your time take your time learn don't think you know everything so don't be jumping uh into things thinking i'm an expert nobody's an expert i'm not an expert um the day you think that is the day you throw in the towel so take it smallly and uh, small and and keep like you know looking at well, what can i do better you know what can i change here so uh I would always say make notes, make notes, make notes. I have about 20 journals of projects from, I have all my journals from way back at the start of what I did um, and look back at them and what could I do better and how would I change that um, and look at where it didn't work and maybe ask, well, why did it not work and how could I have been better? So all of those things are uh, important um, and they, they're valid and they need to be valued and all of that uh, needs as much time and energy as the actual contact work and whether that be as a as an actor as a playwright as a director as a visual artist as a musician whatever they're they're valid in everything 
um, and, and and ask yourself are you happy with it too I mean why am I doing this that's just a few Absolutely. I could, I could talk <laughs> Catherine what's next for Catherine Sheridan oh Jesus a break hopefully <laughs> <laughs> put me on a plane please somebody so i go anywhere uh, what's there's a lot there's a lot actually there's a lot of things a lot of things happening and um, yeah we're we're busy surprise surprise uh, i'm writing a drama book for <laughs> for for teachers for schools um, and for anyone who's interested in working with drama with with children young people so that's that's um that's in the pot and that's ongoing so i'm hoping to get a nice chunk of that done over the summer and then if there's a publisher out there who would like to publish it uh, please get in touch <laughs> is there a working title no there's not uh, there is that there is a Scotland County Youth Theatre as you know I'm artistic director of that and we have a mega summer uh, programme that I've just announced so we have everything from how to write good TV it's a virtual online programme with uh, myself and Chris O'Dowd nonetheless so hey. we're going to be working together over the summer with young people and uh, develop over the course of it, develop a 20 minute script that can be transferred uh, and filmed. And uh, there'll be a face to face element to that as well, hopefully at the end of the summer with uh, in-person workshop with myself and Chris. There is circus skills workshops, there is uh, percussion workshops, there is uh, movement and physical theatre workshops, there is a youth in the frame film project as well happening. That's just all with youth theatre over the summer. Okay. Uh, I am, I'm also facilitating a course for the Drama League of Ireland uh, face to face, uh, which is happening in August. So that's a week long residential. So you can find out all about that on the Drama League of Ireland's website or Facebook page. Um, there's another brilliant project uh, called Ignite the Spark, which uh, I've been working on for a number of months now, and that's an intergenerational project. Um, so there'll be more coming about that really, really soon. And there's there's a, there's a couple of other projects which are happening. There's a lot of uh, continuous professional development courses happening in the autumn for teachers and artists and Tons. It's all go. So it's, it's all busy. happening. Busy. Yeah, and, and this is coming into my quiet time. Well, this is happening. <laughs> it's always the way, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. Mm. And Catherine, where can people find you? Are you on Facebook, Instagram? Do you have your own website? Uh, a website will uh, hopefully, so I'm told, be ready at the end of summer. So there will be a website at the end of summer. I have a work uh, Facebook page, which I'm very bad at um, doing anything with, called Drama Works Ireland on Facebook, uh, Catherine Simon on Facebook as well. I tend to not post a lot of stuff on it, but there is some stuff on it, but you can get in touch with me there. Uh, I have an Instagram page again. I'm terrible with social media. Uh, Catherine Simon Drama. Yeah, I have a Twitter account, Drama Sorry again. I'm terrible at it. But, That's uh, great. We'll plug all there. those in the episode yeah. description anyway. We'll put all that details there. So it's all And good. Roscommon yeah. County Youth Theatre on Facebook, right? Yes, and their website is going to be uh, done in the next probably two weeks. It's going to be live, so, um, and, yeah. And uh, if anyone wants to get in touch, uh, Riscommon, C-O-Y-T at gmail.com or with myself, it's drama.works at hotmail.com. Daily. Beautiful. Catherine, you were such a great person to chat to over the last hour. Thank you so, so much for coming on and... I'm very happy with that. Are we all happy? Thank you with for that? inspiring us. <laughs> Once more. Yeah. Thank <laughs> you for having me. Take on the world. Yeah, it's just lovely. Cheers. It, the wonderful Catherine Sheridan thank you so much again to Catherine for making time in her busy schedule to join us for that gorgeous chat if you're aged between 11 and 18 or you know someone who is make sure to get in touch with Catherine at riscommoncoyt at gmail.com that's riscommoncoyt at gmail.com or drama.works at hotmail.com to enrol in the new term of Roscommon County Youth Theatre which will be starting soon. This is where myself and Molly first started acting and without the Youth Theatre we wouldn't be friends or making this podcast. So we would highly recommend the Youth Theatre. It's a really great place for young people. You can find their page on Facebook and see more updates there at Roscommon County Youth Theatre. 
Catherine herself is Catherine Simons on Facebook, Catherine Simons Drama on Instagram. You can check out the Roscommon County Youth Theatre website or the Drama Works website for more info on Catherine or the Youth Theatre to get in touch. You can find our podcast In Fairness on ACAS, Spotify and iTunes. Make sure to tune in next week when we hear from Francis Crow, who's an amazing fibre artist. You can hear more from us and our interviewees on our Instagram at InFurnacePod, same on Twitter and Podcast on Facebook. Feel free to get in touch with us on any of these platforms if you have questions or suggestions. Thank you again to Roscommon County Council for supporting us in creating the series and to our wonderful mentor Catherine, who you heard from there, for helping us make this series possible. You've been listening to In Fairness Inquire, Roscommon Artists. Research, questions and producing by Molly Mew. Sound engineering, editing and producing by Misha Fitzgibbon. Thank you so much for listening. We'll talk to you next week. Music